Thank you for being here. J.D., I want to ask you to come if you would. And Paul Chitwood, I want to introduce uh, Paul as he comes. He's the, the new state executive director of the state of Kentucky. And uh, at the North American Mission Board, we partner uh, with states. I'm very thankful for uh, those partnerships. And Paul is uh, a very key partner of ours. And we're very appreciative of Kentucky and all the other states that join us in planting churches uh, throughout North America. And today, we just want to take a few moments. Um, and again, J.D., appreciate my word, appreciate your... Uh, your heart and your passion and, and the message you just shared. Um, I want to talk about brotherhood and the importance of brotherhood. And as churches, it's important to, uh, as pastors, it's important to have people who walk alongside us to encourage us. That's why we have associations or clusters, if you will, uh, of, of churches and then state conventions. We're really a family. And uh, Paul, from your perspective, I haven't been a pastor and just recently transitioned what do you think the importance of brotherhood really is? Well, I think when you began to understand God's perspective on it and the way brothers dwelling in unity is pleasing to the Lord, uh, our Lord's prayer that we would be uh, unified with one another. Obviously, he puts a priority on that in his teachings to us for a reason. Uh, we need one another. We need the partnering uh, of our resources and the sharing of our lives for accountability. I think as Southern Baptists, obviously we've recognized that a long time ago. At times those partnerships uh, uh, create tension and, and difficulty for us, but in my mind it's always worth it to go the extra mile in positioning ourselves with God, even as uh, the message has challenged us, positioning ourselves rightly with one another and positioning ourselves rightly with our churches. Paul, what would you say... Um what would you say to, uh, say, a young pastor or church planner that's out there who has disengaged in some degree? Because uh, it's, it's easy to decide just to go it alone and say, hey, I'm just not going to mess with uh, relationships. I've just got my own thing I'm here. I want to focus on. And they've disengaged. Uh, what would you say as a leader in a state, the importance of and the necessity of perhaps them looking at reengaging and connecting with that larger family? Yeah, a couple of things. One is that uh, to consider the benefits that uh, uh, are afforded to you through the relationships that we have, whether it's associational level where you have an Acts 1-8 focus and association, uh, brothers coming together uh, to partner together for the gospel in a local context, whether it's a state convention uh, where uh, we can come alongside of you, uh, offer resources, training, encouragement, accountability at the national level. Uh, but also I think there's a, a sense of obligation uh, for us in, in giving back. If we want to see the kingdom push forward, uh, then uh, that, that means that we're all giving and investing in one another, uh, doing together what we couldn't do on our own. Right. And so that, I think that's a very important part of the focus uh, in understanding the, the benefits uh, as well as the investment that's required to be made. The other thing that I would like to highlight is that in many ways, I feel like it's a new day. Uh, it's a new day, certainly, as North American Mission Board. We're seeing evidence of that over the course of these last couple of days. But in re- relating to Kevin, seeing Kevin relate to uh, Kentucky and the other states, uh, just the investment that Kevin and his staff are making in our partnerships, uh, is, is, uh, it's a new day. Uh, we also, I think, see that uh, with the IMB, just across the board, uh, there's a greater appreciation, I think, today than ever before, at least in my short tenure as a pastor and, and in the ministry, a great appreciation for the relationships, uh, how much we need one another and depend on one another, mm-hmm. and a greater willingness to invest in them. 
Hey, Jenny, you've, uh, um, and you're a believer in brotherhood, a sense of brotherhood. You have a network of, uh, and playing churches, and you keep up with those church planners. You don't just discard them, send them, and forget them. You connect with them and love on them, encourage them. What do you see the importance of, of brotherhood and how that relates to not only church planning, but also maybe pastors? Yeah, I don't, um, I don't think anybody's really been in ministry for very long where they don't see a, the, the, the need, the benefit of being a part of some kind of network, whether formal or informal, you know, for those kind of things. Uh, when people talk about the days of denominations or conventions being over, I, it, that's, that's just because, you, you know, there's a short-sightedness there because they end up, you, you see them now reforming. People who get out of one get into the other ones. And, and uh, you know, one of the things that uh, I'm not, you know, very old or wise, but I have, you know, figured out that uh, you leave one group because you think it's dysfunctional and you go to a new group and that same dysfunction is present in that group. But anytime there's people, there's dysfunction. And I guess half the time we bring it, you know, as well. Um, so, you know, going into linking up with people that there is a common mission, a common understanding of the basics and the main things uh, and being able to, to lock arms together in that and say, all right, there are some things that we will be able to do more strategically together than we can alone. Um, you know, just full disclosure, you know, at the first part of our ministry, we asked the question. I mean, I feel like everybody's got to ask this question. Is the Southern Baptist Convention, is NAM, is the IMB, is that the best way for us to do that? Because we don't want to remain in that just because it's, you know, the thing to do. I mean, we don't have any, you know, obligation in the sense of, uh, I mean, you know, so, I mean, we're grateful for it. But so we laid those things out there. And, you know, after a, a number of years, uh, I just, the elders of our church and, and our church body, um, the Southern Baptist Convention, we feel like that is our family. That is where we, around the Baptist faith and message, that is a common mission or a common belief statement. It's a common mission. Um, every family's got weird members in it. So, you know, we're looking around <laughs> each other like that's a crazy uncle sitting at the table. And that's okay because uh, the crazy uncles are everywhere. But um, that's our family. Um, you know, we're going to… all pres- show up once a year. Exactly right. Year. Show up once a year and, yeah, yeah. and say things in, at the dinner table that you're like, <laughs> why are you talking? Um, but, uh, you know, the… Um, you know, I think being a, a family somewhere with, um, with people that you can, like Paul, link up with is, is of immense value to us. And anybody who doesn't think, you know, hasn't experienced that is either not very experienced or pretty, pretty arrogant. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting you said family because I think uh, that's what you're trying to create there. Obviously in Kentucky with those uh, pastors and every state desires to have a sense of family. And, uh, but as a family, we also uh, have extended family uh, particular groups that uh, we'll break up into simply because of uh, certain affinities. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's been interesting in, in, in my role in the last uh, year and a half, two years, is, is uh, certain things come up like uh, uh, Acts. You mentioned Acts in your sermon, but Acts 29 and, and things like is that. that. A chapter in Acts? Is evidently, that... <laughs> evidently. And, uh, and often what I found some people were very fearful. And I, I thought it would be a good venue just to say, let's, let's just talk about that for a second because some folks... Uh, when they say Acts 29 now, it's almost like a curse word. I mean, they're just really afraid of, uh, uh, and, and, and uh, I, I just don't understand the extreme caution that some have or concern some have because, uh, and I thought, I know you've been asked that a good bit, and Paul, um, you as well. What do you think would be, uh, uh, when, you, when, when you hear that or people's fear of certain groups, um, what do you, you think the main concern there or what should be the concern that we focus on? I think what should be the concern in, in building our relationships, we, I've been using the phrase in Kentucky of a big tent convention. Uh, that was a, a phrase that really the moderates used to use. Uh, in a sense, uh, everybody's included no matter what they think or what they believe. 
Uh, we're using the phrase in a bit of a different way, a, a, a big tent convention. Uh, but uh, if, you, if you've camped in a tent, you know you've got to have stakes down. When the wind blows, uh, it'll blow your tent away. And so uh, to put the stakes down, to understand where the boundaries are. And for us, Baptist faith and message. Uh, for us, it's a high view of Scripture. Those are the two things that we've delineated. The other thing is a commitment to partnering. And finally, a commitment to the Great Commission. Right. And so if, if, if you're in Kentucky and you embrace uh, those four values, then our tent's big enough for you. And we want to include you. We, we count you as a partner when it comes uh, to uh, other groups that have uh, uh, created some uh, reaction. Uh, I think uh, we have to be careful that we don't uh, use a broad brush when we're talking about particularly our brothers. I have friends who are X-29, friends who used to be X-29, and friends who are very, very uh, reactionary against X-29. Uh, but I think when we're positioning ourselves rightly in relationship with one another, uh, when we let go of the arrogance, uh, when we, as Paul says, cut on us better than ourselves and we're committed to the relationships, uh, we uh, stay away from the shock factor approach of things, uh, then I think we have a platform uh, to walk together hand in hand within the boundaries. Mm. And again, not just focusing on that one Acts 29, it's symbolic of other groups that will to come. I mean, there will always uh, be fellowship and networks to come. What, what do you think, J.D., when it comes to um, We got involved with and participate, participated with and still do a lot of Acts 29 things um, because there was, um, there was a church in our area that was exceptionally good at ministering to a certain kind of person, particularly in the downtown area, and good at, 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 at the process of birthing and planting churches. I'm grateful that, you know, NAM has taken some huge strides in that, but, you know, at the time, it was just like, man, this, they've really got some things that we could, could learn from. Um, you know, as I got to know the leader of this church, this was a guy who believed in the exclusivity of Christ, the inerrancy of the Bible, was complementarian. Um, I mean, that guy's going down in my book as a friend. Uh, you know, when we are, are in, in the kind of culture we're in, and that is, you know, I, I, it almost made, reminded me of my time on the mission field when I served with the IMB, that, you know, over there, um, when you find somebody who loves Jesus and believes in the inerrancy of the Bible, friend, you know, we're like, well, you and I are, are together. And, you know, there were things that, that you know, that, that it's like, okay, well, you guys are going to do some things that are stylistically, and um, you're going to practice some things that we just don't practice, but you know, we can, we can be agreed upon um, the, the, the core elements of our, our Baptist faith and message. We can be agreed upon what the mission is. And, of course, we ought to benefit and learn from each other, even if you ask either of us to critique the other one and, and we could do it. Um, I can't remember who said it first, uh, but somebody said, error is truth out of proportion. It's when something that is true becomes so weighty to you that it, it overshadows and cl- clouds out the other things. And it just seems, and you know, I'm not in any position to judge, but it seems like for it's easy for us to become so fixated on, 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 on secondary things that it causes us to not be able to participate in the, and I'm not talking about some kind of glib, we all love Jesus, let's hold hands and sing kumbaya. Uh, but I mean, it's like, you know, when we're agreed on this, the Pharisees did not become the Pharisees on purpose. They didn't, you know, they, they, they believed the right things. They were the guys that were conservative in doing that. They became Pharisees because they put so much emphasis on their hedges about the law that it caused them to miss the work of the Son of God when it was right in front of them. Mm-hmm. And Phariseeism did not die in the first century. It's alive and well anywhere you got religion. 
And I would say it's going to show up in the SBC when these secondary and tertiary things cover over the work of the Son of God in the gospel. Amen. Amen. Well, I really do feel like it's a, it's a new day in the Southern Baptist Convention. I really do. And uh, I know it's a new day and, uh, uh, at the North American Mission Board. I feel like uh, um, in the past we've not done our part at helping uh, create a sense of brotherhood, especially among church, church planners. In the last session, I had a, a sweet wife come, uh, come up and say, well, hey, we planted a church 15 years ago, and uh, we, were, we, were appreci- we were thanked but pushed to the side and never contacted, never connected with, and just very thankful for the emphasis being put on church planners. I think we almost created venues for people to look for other uh, areas to create brotherhood because we didn't create one ourselves. And so uh, it's just very important. And I just want to encourage you, if you've disconnected in some way, uh, to prayerfully consider reconnecting. And it's, it's worth it. It is a new day. And uh, I really believe God's something up to something very special. Amen. And, uh, man, I appreciate you guys. I really do. And Thanks. I appreciate your investment in Sin North America and your investment in young, young pastors and planters. And uh, I know that's your heart. Hey, Paul, I didn't ask, I didn't ask ahead of time, and uh, I'm just going to take, take a risk here because we, we pastored in the same state. Yeah. You're a fellow Wildcat fan, so I feel like I got a little room there. But um, hey, I, 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 I really feel we're talking about brotherhood, and uh, it's one thing to talk about. I really think it's important we practice it. And um, I don't know, I just felt led. I really feel like, would you mind if we prayed for Michelle? Would you mind? I'd be honored if you would. <laughs> um, Paul's uh, sweet wife, Michelle, they've just recently found out that uh, she has cancer, and uh, she's here. And today is your anniversary, right? Yes. And, uh, um, man, I was, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, uh, we're talking about brotherhood, and I thought, man, how hypocritical to talk about it, and uh, to, you know, to, to fight something like that, to, to not do that because it's not in the printed program. Um, but, I mean, if you don't mind, uh, I'd really like to, to do that. Hey, I, I'd like, if you don't mind, stand, stand with me. And, and Paul, uh, was she mine? No, she uh, And uh, I want Michelle. And listen, there, I know there's uh, perhaps other pastor wives um, or others that are going through some type of uh, challenge or difficulty. I realize I know about Michelle's. I may not know about yours. And uh, I just want to make it a time where we're able to, uh, uh, to pray uh, for you. Michelle, thank you for allowing me to do this, <laughs> asking you. Uh, I just wanted you to know that we're, we're praying for you and love you and Paul and uh, want to walk with you through that as, as brothers. And so I just want to ask um, uh, for us just to spend some time uh, in prayer. And I, I just want to, uh, let's take just a little bit, moment of, of a quiet time for prayer, for you to pray for situations that you know and people even right uh, around you. It's so easy to get focused on your ministry and what you need to do. And the emails you need to return to return, and the phone calls you need to, uh, to return, that we forget the most important uh, things. It's the ones that God put in our path right beside us. And so uh, let's just bow in a time of, of uh, quiet prayer, and then uh, I want to pray for uh, Paul and Michelle. All right? Father, I thank you for the privilege.
just gathering together, and I thank you for uh, the honor it is to serve you. And Lord, we do pray for a convention-wide sense of unity and purpose and a real brotherhood, a body of believers focused on penetrating lostness together. Lord, help us to be so much about our agendas, but about people and loving people. Lord, help us not to be so focused on a particular destination that we do not enjoy the journey. And and Father, I thank you for each, each person in this room. And Lord, I know there's many concerns challenges, difficulties, perhaps with children, parents, themselves, marriages, for church. And Lord, I just pray now for uh, Paul and Michelle. Lord, I thank you that you're much greater than any sickness, any disease. And Lord, I thank you for how they love you and how they have been such an example of your grace and mercy. And I just, Lord, I pray today that you will, um, Lord, just heal her body. Lord, wrap them in your arms of love and help them feel your presence every step of the way. Lord, may you surround them with a sense of uh, the love, the churches and the pastors and the friends that they have. Lord, we sing that you are greater, that our God is greater. Lord, we just recognize today, Lord, you are. And we thank you that there's nothing, nothing you cannot do. We thank you for your love in Jesus' name. Amen.